0: You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed.
1: Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It is Thursday, December 23rd. Well, Mark, here we are just a couple days before Christmas. Oh, what do you do for Christmas Eve? Are you going to do some sort of seven fishes to honor your Italian roots or not?
2: Uh, There will be seafood. I am not doing seven different types. No, forget that.
1: Did you grow up doing that or not?
2: Yeah. Yeah. We went to Christmas Eve was always about going to my grandparents' house and it was all about seafood.
1: Now it is your father who brings the Italian side, right? Correct. And so was your father's family, were they the good cooks because they are Italian? Were they the Stanley Tucci's of your life? <laughs>
2: yeah, my grand, my grandmother was the cook, not my grandfather.
1: And she was really, she was the good one. And, and was she first
2: generation? She was born here, yeah. She was born on uh, Staten Island. My grandfather came from Italy. Okay,
1: I gotcha. On my, I used to love, I had a friend of mine in Providence whose family did a real seven fishes, like a whole soup to nuts it was pretty amazing however the problem is that once you get through like one two three you're done you're so full oh, it's nice. all it's like nice. exhausting to eat that much so you gotta have a, you
2: gotta have a ton of people to do yeah that.
1: that's right you need a little taste of everything and you have to know that you're pacing
2: yourself it's like olympic eating really i'm just i'm just gonna do a linguine and clams on christmas eve
1: that's nice and what about christmas day what will be on the menu in the talercio household
2: I think I'm going to do a, uh, a pork loin or shoulder. I think that's what I'm going to do. Oh, all right. How you?
1: Well, I'm not cooking this year, so I am so happy. I've been responsible. You know what I got the assignment for? So this is the first time in about 10 years I haven't done Christmas. My sister-in-law gave me dessert, which I'm very happy about. I just ordered a bouche de Noël, a little French dessert, because I just – it was a request from someone in the family – And I said, I'm going to get it. So I found like the best bouche de Noël in New York City. I have now ordered it. I'm ready to have it all picked up. Where should I get good cookies, Mark, in the city? Like I want to get beautiful pignoli nut cookies.
2: I love those. There's only two places as far as I'm concerned. You either go to Ferrara or you go to Vineiros in the East Village. One of the other.
1: I know that but you know it's very difficult with these places cuz you know to order online is like crazy. So now I'm going to have to go down there. Maybe well, I'll do it next week pl- when I come down.
2: You, I was going to say if you plan on coming down here for lunch, either one of them is within walking distance.
1: Will the cookies hold for 2 days? Yes. You sure? Yeah. All right. I'm going to try it. I think I can do it. This is going to be a very, very big outing. I might have to have a backup plan just in case. We are here to try to help people, you guys, listeners, get to the next best place in your financial life. Today, we are on the line with Adam, who is from Pittsburgh, the culinary center of the, um, of the state of Pennsylvania. Are you ready to talk trash about Philly right now, Adam?
0: Uh, you know... I would like to, but I really enjoy a good cheesesteak, and I'd hate to go to Philly one day and be outed by someone who would heard me on this podcast talking bad about their city, so I'm that's, just going to refrain from that.
1: All right. That's very grown-up of you. I mean, it is true. <laughs> okay, Adam, what can we do for you today?
0: Yeah, so uh, a couple months ago, uh, I was listening to uh, one of your podcasts, and uh, uh, you were- saying that you got an angry email from someone who uh, stated that, you know, she should have more regular people on the uh, on the show. It and happens. I assume by regular people, uh, this woman meant uh, people who don't have millions of dollars in their uh, in, in assets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's um, like to think that, you know, someday I'm going to get there, but mm-hmm. I'm not there yet. So, uh, you know, I always ha- as I've been listening to the uh, your podcast over the past few months, I've been thinking about coming on uh, just to have you, uh, you know, answer some questions for me and provide me with some guidance. But uh, the email uh, from this uh, that this woman sent in was definitely kind of the spark. And and so I'm uh, I'm happy to be here because I just want to get uh, just some general guidance on what my next steps should be. And uh, just to give you a a quick background on uh, another reason as to why I decided to do this, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit behind uh, in terms of my financial goals and uh, just to make a long story short uh, I'm 37 years old been here uh, in Pittsburgh for the past 20 years or so working work for a, uh, a bank here a pretty large bank here in the uh, commercial real estate field how's and commercial
1: real estate in Pittsburgh right now
0: uh, it's looking pretty good my the portfolio and deals that I work on are all over the country so mm-hmm. I don't have a real pulse on the Pittsburgh market Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, uh, within, you know, commercial real estate, there are sectors such as lodging and retail, which are, are aren't performing too well, although they're starting to get back to pre-pandemic levels, but then good. you have others such as industrial and, uh, a few others that are, that are doing well because they aren't too dependent on the, uh, ebbs and flows and the, uh, overall economy. Okay. So this is good. So you
1: work as a banker, how much do you make?
0: Uh, $72,000 per year.
1: Okay. Are you single, partnered? Single. Okay. On that 72000 do you make a retirement contribution?
0: I do. Uh, currently, it's 8%, and I'm looking to bump that up uh, to uh, at least, uh, obviously, nine, uh, 1% each year, so it'd be 9%, but I, I'd like to do 10 or 11% and okay. eventually get up to 15% within the next two to three, maybe even four years.
1: That's great. Okay, what is the balance in the 401k right now?
0: Uh, so it's um, the, the total retirement pot right now is about 57000 but that's split between a 401k of 47000 mm-hmm. But I also have a pension with the company Ooh. that I work for. What? Um, I'm, Wait I'm, a minute. A bank with a pension?
1: What yes. That sounds pretty damn good. Tell me about the
0: pension. So the pension, I'm fully vested at the moment. Uh, it's still pretty, uh, pretty small because I've been with the bank uh, for about, uh, it'll be five years uh, next April. Mm-hmm. Uh, the total amount uh, as of uh, December 13th was $10,506.91. And uh, I'm sure you could probably educate me on this, but uh, it, it will continue to grow. Yes. Uh I stay with the bank and as I make more money.
1: But you don't put any money into that. They make the contribution into the pension plan on your behalf, correct?
0: That is correct.
1: Okay, good. And on your uh, 401k contribution, eight percent now, nine percent next year, maybe ten. Who knows? Is there a matching component?
0: Yes, there is. It's uh, I think it's up to four percent. So yeah, I contribute eight; they put in four, okay. and uh, it's it's maxed out. Four uh, percent is the max.
1: Great. Okay, that's wonderful. Do you have any money that's in uh, just like sort of a boring emergency reserve fund?
0: I do. I have uh, currently have about five thousand. Uh, in an emergency fund that would cover my expenses uh, as a single person for at least four months. Uh, what? Without- Wait a
1: minute. Wait a minute. What are your expenses? This is crazy. How could that be four months? Are you renting or do you own?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I rent. So I pay about $697 per month.
1: Well, what you, you pay 700 bucks a month in rent? Yes. Mark, would you like to say anything right now?
2: Describe the place that you live in.
0: Oh, uh,
1: yes, that's well, very good. That was a good follow up.
2: Ah, yeah. So
0: it's just, uh, there are two floors. Uh, so I'm on the first floor, have neighbors on the second. Uh, and that's it. So it's not a multifamily. Uh, the expenses are pretty low. I, uh, if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, I'm about 15 minutes from the airport. So very convenient location, very nice. Um, part of the city. Uh, it's uh, mm-hmm. Coriopolis is the, mm-hmm. is the city. So uh, compared to uh, some of the other spots uh, in <laughs> in the area, it's, uh, it's very affordable.
1: And now, with, wait a second. How many square feet do you live in?
0: Total, I'd say about 12, maybe 1,300 square feet. That's big. That is big. Yeah, it's pretty big.
1: That's incredible. Do you have a nice landlord? Yes. Or landlady?
0: Yes, yes. They're very, very nice. Um, And uh, since I've been here, since 2018, uh, the rent has not increased. So uh, they're very, very nice people.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sure that's going to go up. So that's amazing. Wow, that is cheap. And so... Five grand, probably. You know, it's it, well, it's not it can't be four months because that's just your rent is is so low. But you you have to eat, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I eat. I mean, but my like, I, said, I my Yeah, yeah, I, I eat. But I, you know, when I am um, thinking of those, uh, I eat ramen noodle.
1: Right, exactly. I have ramen noodle and cereal, but cereal is very expensive now, so I don't know what you eat. But what are your expenses? What do you think you really spend? Do you think you spend like? $1,500 a month in general? Like, is that kind of where you stand or a thousand? Like what what's the actual expenses, do you think?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, so I uh, worked this out for about three months and uh, it's about for around 1600 a month, give or take. So beyond
1: putting money in the 401k, are you actively saving money in this emergency reserve fund to beef it up a little bit? Because I still think you're light. I think you should be at 10000 in that fund.
0: Is because uh, over the past uh, year or so, you know, my income has increased uh, significantly. Uh, also, uh, I will be making my final pay- uh, car payment this month, uh, so I will have an extra, let's say, three hundred and thirty to three hundred and forty dollars. Because in, in addition to uh, you know just the monthly payments I was making, uh, I did some calculations at, uh, early earlier this year, and I decided to make the uh, curtailments as well. Uh, I'll have another three hundred and forty. I also got a pretty nice raise here uh, that went into effect immediately. Uh, that also will be contributing another, say, two hundred, and let's say thirty to two hundred forty dollars uh, per paycheck. So mm-hmm. right now I'm going to have an extra five uh, six hundred bucks. Five six hundred bucks each month, and that right. that will increase as well. Uh, you know, once we get into the you know during that spring summer fall portion when you know my. In, in this case, some of my monthly expenses go down. I'll be able to save even more. So I'm looking at about another an extra five to six hundred bucks per month and uh, I want to know what to do with that. So let's say
1: that for the first few months of the year you put the money away, beef that up to 10 grand. The 401k, do you have a Roth 401k option or not?
0: Uh, there is an option uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and but here's the thing. Uh, I've been listening to your show uh, you know daily. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I'm hearing these folks who are taking some of their money uh, that they have outside of their normal contributions and you mm-hmm. know, they've been investing it in the Roth. So I do have a Roth that I started earlier this year that mm-hmm. I was just making contributions to because I was just sick of placing some of this money in, into, you know, savings account and mm-hmm. watching it accumulate a penny each month. Okay. So uh, total um, right now, it's still pretty small. It's about 50. I, I've contributed about 1500. Like I said, it's still pretty small. But over the next few years, I'd, I'd like to get to the point where I can max that out in addition to, you know, the 15% uh, pre-tax contribution on my 401k.
1: Well, uh, I mean, look, you're in the 22% tax bracket just because you're single um, yes. and you're not going down to 12. Uh, Mark, do you want him to use the Roth 401k anyway, or should he just keep doing what he's doing? What do you think?
2: Believe it or not, I kind of think keep doing what he's doing, because if he goes Roth, his cash flow is going to go down mm-hmm. even more. Right, right. And I want them to have that money to try and build up, start start building up a brokerage account just so you have some accessible cash.
1: So I think what you're saying, Mark, is this. For the first, say, four months of the year, you are going to put away extra money in this boring savings account and you're going to be like, "When I don't want to do that. If you don't really want to do it all at once, you could certainly split the money. You could say you could put 250 in savings and 250 into the Roth if you want to. It's fine. I don't really care. Do you get bonuses or not?
0: I do. I, I just uh, started a new position uh, here at the bank and uh, starting next year, probably around March or so, I'll be eligible uh, for a bonus. I'm not sure what the amount will be, but I can always- All right.
1: Well, you could basically say that what your goal will be is to get 10 grand. Let us let me give you a, a broad goal and see if we can live with this. By June 30th, I want 10 grand in the, the safety Emergency reserve fund. Okay. okay, By June 30th. So you can get there however you want. Now, what you should do with that bonus, though, is you should take the money that you get as a bonus and you can fund your Roth option. Okay. Your Roth IRA. And then just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, you'll probably be able to go to 10% to your 401k next year. Let's see how your cash flow looks. But is there anything else, Mark, that he should be doing in terms of the contributions? I mean, because I feel like he should do the Roth before he does a brokerage account. I think that's kind of makes it cleaner.
2: The Roth IRA? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But if he uses his bonus for that, that kind of take, I don't know how big the bonus is going to be, but that could potentially take care of that. Right. And he could use the extra cash flow each month to do the brokerage. Right. That's
1: true. So you would have, you would essentially have four basic accounts, Adam. Mm -hmm. One would be your savings account. Boring, Right. The second would be your traditional 401k, easy peasy. The third would be your Roth IRA. And where's that Roth IRA held? Which, at which institution? At Fidelity. Uh, Yeah, it's a robo. I think if you got that funded and you got six grand in there for next year, and you probably will that your extra cash flow, you can start considering a brokerage account. And you're going to okay. get, of course, as you make more money, all of this is going to become easier and easier, but you may want to get back in touch with us when you get the bonus. Cause if the bonus is way more than you think, like I, I'm sort of thinking like, wow, it would be great if you got a $5,000 bonus, but if you get a $15,000 bonus, then let, you got, you got to let us know. and We can talk about the way to do it. How do you feel about your investing acumen? Are you good at it? Are you feeling comfortable?
0: I'm getting better. Uh, Like I said, the uh, Fidelity account is with a robo advisor, so uh, you know I don't. uh, There's not too much going on there, Uh, but I do want to learn more, especially as I open a brokerage account because I'd love to uh, be able to take a more hands-on role. With all right, uh, it's it's
1: very. Let me tell you how easy it is. Mark, would you like to give um, the the expert advice on how to manage a brokerage account since you
2: manage it for your family? One, two, three index funds. Don't overthink it.
1: Really, a stock index, U.S. extended market or broad stock market index, um, a small amount in a bond index, and then a small amount in an international index. It could be, it could be as simple as saying, you know, I have one hundred fifty dollars or two hundred bucks in a month, and you could say, okay, of that money. can go into a U.S. stock, 20% into an international stock, and 20% into a bond fund. And that's it. I mean, if your rent stays at 700 bucks a month, there's no reason to move or you must find somebody to partner with who already has a house so that you don't have to buy it. But if you decide you want to actually make buying a home a priority, it's hard to do that if you're paying such cheap rent and you're happy where you are. But if that becomes a priority, you're going to have to start saving more money outside of the retirement account, of course.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Right now I have no plans to uh, purchase a home. I just think that you just given the market and given the the cheap rent. And and the fact that I enjoy living here, there's no reason for me to move at all.
1: All right. Anything else for Adam that we should tell um, him? Mark, what do you think?
2: No, I'm still trying to get over that rent.
1: I know, right? (laughs) I just want to point out one thing. You know, I really feel like there's so many great places in the country to live. And as much as I love being in New York, the idea that this man's rent is very close to the amount of money I pay for my garage is turning my stomach right now. I just want to put that out there in the universe. So if you are like Adam and you would like to join our program, then you must go to our website, jillonmoney.com. And then you click the contact button. Now, what you're also going to find on that website is you will find my uh, books of the year, which is under the read column. One of the things that I realized, Mark, is and we were talking about like, what are the, um, you know, from some of our favorite interviews, I realized that many of my, these interviews, I just, I really did have such a good time doing it. So I'm just going to do a quickie of like my favorite guests. And this was on our other broadcast. So you got to go, you can go onto the website, jillonmoney.com. You'll see the books of the year. And then I also have links so that you can listen to the interview that I conducted with these authors. And these were really fantastic. So you ready for mine, Mark, and you can tell me what you think. One, the whiteness of wealth, how the tax system impoverishes Black Americans, and how we can fix it. That's Dorothy A. Brown. I loved her. Mark and I had so much fun with her. Maybe the best part was the end of the interview when we talked about like, there's no pizza in the South. She's a Bronx girl. Mark, what did you think? Brad Stolberg is he your favorite?
2: No, I enjoyed him. Not my favorite. Uh, we had Cal Newport on. I always like Cal Newport. We had uh, Tim Harford on. I always like Tim Harford. And you remember the interview we did with Ellen Bennett? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed her. She did her Mexican announcer voice for us.
1: Yes, that was so good. <laughs> um, I liked that. That's good. I should have put that on. I should have. Um, I put Brad Stolberg on my books of the year because I thought this book, Practice of Groundedness, was great. I put Robin Wigglesworth on, the index fund guy. Then, of course, I put uh, Stacey Vanek-Smith, who is my friend, who wrote Machiavelli for Women. And uh, I also put Katie Milkman down because, you know, she's very smart and quite excellent. And uh, she wrote a book called How to Change. I also, by the way, I put down Michael Lewis because I thought the interview was so interesting because it was a pandemic. I wanted one pandemic book. So it was either him or Adam Tews, and I picked Michael Lewis. All right. If you want to check it out, we are pre-recording this, of course. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm sending Mark the blog post to put up onto the the site. It's at jillonmoney.com. Check it out. Books of the Year. Let us know what you're reading. I think that it's always fun to hear what you guys are doing and um, what you're binging and what you're reading. And if you've got a financial question, you can also do that click on the contact button at our website jillonmoney.com follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast we are on vacation officially this week and next but we are still dropping episodes every tuesday and thursday mark telercio is our phenomenal co-host and the best executive producer in the world we are distributed by viacom cbs And we especially want to remind you that uh, we like you to do something nice for someone else today and every day, but especially during this season, especially if someone is alone, because I always feel like this is a weird season for that curiosity, compassion and community is our mantra. We thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week.